and not just yoga, but like different forms of wellness where I see people who look like me, who care about this work too, and who care to take care of their bodies and have learned of natural ways to take care of their bodies as well. That's been huge. Like just you saying that right now, I'm like, oh yeah, that's been a big reason for why I'm where I am today. And like wanting people to understand holistic health and not just mm -hmm. like going to your physician and go just going to your psychologist. Be you to full. Welcome to the Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Leonardo. Join me as we explore presence and self-care and how it leads to an empowered life. So I'm super excited to have Ms. Courtney on today's podcast. Um, we've, we've met so serendipitously and I feel like it's only been just a little over a week or so that we've known each other, right? I think so, yes. That's wild. To yeah, even... I know. <laughs> we connected yeah. so quickly. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to um, welcome the BU world to Courtney. She is, is an amazing light. And from the first time that we met, I knew that we would definitely be doing deeper work together. So I'll just allow you to introduce yourself and, and um, share how share the work that you're doing in the community. Okay, awesome. So yeah, so my name is Courtney Beasley. And the work that I'm doing right now is all about helping people to understand the power that they have in their lives related to their health and just like, really feeling a sense of agency when it comes to their health and, um, and living lives that they want to live truly. So my background is in clinical and forensic psychology. And I have learned so much throughout my journey uh, um, to becoming a psychologist um, from even probably before grad school, just if I really think about it, just along the way, just paying attention to things that, you know, health issues in my family, um, with myself, with just different people in my life. And then with psychology, noticing the environment when I was in school and like the anxiety that would come up among psychology students and and then going into forensic work so working with people who have been incarcerated throughout their lives and understanding how dependent they are on government systems and and really feeling like they have no control in what happens to them or or in their health and like there's I don't even know that they would think about that though right like that's not even like on their radar they're so used to living a certain way um so yeah, that's that's been the biggest thing that's sort of inspired this work that I'm doing now with this platform that I've that I'm launching on May 4th, um, called Put in Black. It's really about just taking information that like many of us have learned in school or um, in our training, and then putting it in relatable terms so that people can use it, so that it's not just stuck in these little groups of people in this lang in these languages that you only understand if you've been trained in a certain thing. Like if you, you've been trained as a doctor, you've been trained, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that forensic work has really inspired that. And also just like, no, just having this experience of trying to get my research out into the world so that everyone can read it. And that was pretty, that was pretty difficult for me. So I wanted to create something where people can share their knowledge and we can have this community of, just quality information and supporting each other. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I love what you said. I think one of the, the, one of the things that I've been very intentional about with teaching yoga and, and learning more about the body and mindset is, is exactly what you said, making it more accessible to people. Mm -hmm. I feel that Sometimes if we, like specifically in the yoga space, if things are too woo-woo and they're too out there, it's difficult for me to connect with that community, with that messaging, and to be able to really be open to hearing what they're saying because mm -hmm. there's that disconnect for me. Um, and, and I'll never forget like the yoga studio that I fell in love with and, and how yoga actually became a practice for me was... Um, was a studio that had diverse teachers. Mm -hmm. we, there were all ethnicities at that studio. 
some would play more traditional music, more traditional yoga music, but mm-hmm. most of them would play songs that we hear on the radio. They would play R&B, some hip hop. Yes. It was such a beautiful mix. Mm-hmm. And, and especially, you know, with the R&B and hip hop, those were songs that I really connected to. Mm-hmm. And so it just allowed me to experience those songs in a different way. And, and to experience it through yoga, I was, I thought that was such a beautiful um, mix of the two worlds. And that's one of the reasons why I got into yoga, because it felt like it was accessible. So I love that your work mm-hmm. is about making this information accessible to people and digestible. Yeah. And something that, that you're, um, that, that's coming to mind, as you said, that is, we all feel more comfortable when when we can see like a bit of ourselves in whatever space we're in, right? Like it's not mm. this rigid way of doing things. Like I know I was super intimidated by yoga. My first yoga, <laughs> my first yoga class was a Bikram yoga class that I just oh, wow. tried out because it was on Groupon, mm-hmm. and um, that yeah, it was definitely not diverse, um, and. <laughs> I remember going into it also just not fully being aware of what I was getting into. So I wasn't prepared. Like I wasn't hydrated. I was, it was a mess, but um, yeah, thinking like, okay, it's, that is a more structured way of yoga, right? Like that, like they have certain um, positions and all of that, but in just like thinking now to my life and just like in the past year of going to these yoga spaces where, and not just yoga, but like different forms of wellness where I see people who look like me, who care about this work too and who care to take care of their bodies and have learned of natural ways to take care of their bodies as well. That's been huge. Like just you saying that right now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's been a big reason for why I'm where I am today. And like wanting people to understand holistic health and not just Mm -hmm. like going to your physician and just going to your psychologist and like, no, like you, you also have like you you have your intuition you have your body gives you so much information um I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent but that's what came up for me when you were talking yeah I love that I love that and it's I think ultimately we connect with things that remind us of ourselves in certain certain ways right mm-hmm. and when when you were talking what I was thinking is um that phrase of you are who you hang out with right yes yes and how sometimes we tend to gravitate towards people that look like us or people of similar backgrounds or people, even people that just want to understand where we're coming from and right. are curious about our lifestyles and, you know, the differences between um, different cultures. Like that, those are people who, who I know I, I really resonate with. Right. And, and it's so funny how like, once you start to the that part that you just brought up of like you are who you hang out with um or like what i think my mom says birds of a feather flock together that's right right. um it's like once you start to change one part of your life it influences the other things right like i think back to when i first started um wearing locks like i never thought that i would have locks in my hair like i thought like oh they look so cool but like not for me um, yeah and then like I just started to like progress more into this um just like just like the serious like a natural way of living and like not putting so much stuff in my hair and not putting so much stuff in my body like on my body like my skin and my body um mm-hmm. and then so the hair change and then like then gradually getting more into yoga and then like understanding more about diet and how that affects how we feel how which we don't talk about enough oh my goodness like how it affects our mood, how it affects our skin, how it affects every part of us and how we function. Um, mm-hmm. And then just how that affected for me, like my spirituality. And then I, I look at the other people around me who I've been meeting and we have similar stories. Like even Tiffany, when you and I started talking, just sharing a bit of our stories, we had some similarities there too. For sure. And um, yeah, I just think it just speaks to the human experience and how, when we're doing things that are good for us, it just, well, and if we're doing things that are bad for us, it all, like, becomes connected and influences each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you think, and I know you mentioned a little bit about it um, a few moments ago, but what do you think, like, sparked this journey for you? Do you feel like 
there was like this aha moment or was it like a natural progression? Like what, you know, what introduced you to this type of work? That's a good question. I think, um, I think that I've, I think I've been doing it, but didn't know I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I was like timidly doing it, like timidly sharing information with people in a way that I thought would be more, that felt more practical for people. Like, so throughout, like while I was doing therapy in grad school with different people, um, Mm. or even before that, like in just different things that I would do. But, um, I'd say that really my, so my experience in grad school, I often felt different I often felt like well why don't I understand things in the same way as I thought my peers did mm-hmm. and I think that unique experience or feeling like I was unique in some way from many of the people I was around has strengthened strengthened this part of me where it's like you know, like I part of my purpose is to like take in this information and like break it down in a way where like everyone can get it like we all can connect with it because we all have we just have there's so many experiences that are shared simply because we're human um and I think that as I'm growing as I'm accepting more of me who I am as a person I'm owning it more and Mm -hmm. so then then it's coming out in a more powerful way where now I'm taking this taking this, you know, like, it doesn't even feel like a risk, but I'm, I'm putting myself out there by creating this platform and seeing what happens. Like maybe I, I think it's going to be great because I know people are, you know, hungry for this information. And there's so many people in the health in different health fields who want to put the information out there. Um, so that's, yeah, that's been really cool to see. And then going back to my dissertation, when I realized how difficult it was for me to just give the information to the people who were participants in the research, like that demographic, Mm. like it was black women, like the demographic was black women. And it's wild to me to think that so many people are participating in this research and not just, I mean like research, like all the different forms of research don't even get, they don't even find out like what this means for people or what this means for our lives or like, why was it important to do in the first place? Mm -hmm. So that, that was really um, a huge part of my journey. And I feel like I'm giving you a lot of, a lot of reasons, but I got to give you one more. Is, yeah, is go it, for it. <laughs> is, I can't say enough for like how much the forensic work I've done has affected me as a person, like my heart and my way I think of things, the way that I understand systems now and the power that... Um, that just like socialization has on people. Like people are extremely dependent and that, and for people who who have been incarcerated or have been in mental hospitals or um, anything like that have been involved in the justice system, you're like groomed to be a certain way and the effects are are lasting. Like it's, it's, it's like people just live their lives in a way where they're never fully independent and um, seeing all the, the pain that comes with that that was pretty influential in terms of my where I'm going my career right now I think and in my life Mm. honestly yeah that's so beautiful that felt like a lot I gave you a lot of information no no (laughs) it was no because I remember like you mentioning that being part of um your experience but I when you mentioned that, it just made me think of social, social, socialization and how it's changed for all of us now, mm-hmm. you know, just like given the current state right. and also too thinking about how now that our non-essentials have been removed, how we are all realizing what's really essential, like mm-hmm. connection, time with friends and family, time with ourselves, slowing down nature. You know, I was, yeah, (laughs) I was talking to my mom earlier today and she's in New York and she was mentioning that she just wanted to go outside. She was like, it's, she's like, I didn't realize like how polluted New York was until like 
now she was like the way it feels here now is like how it feels when I go to like other states or like other countries oh. like for vacation you wow. know and it's so cool that she she tapped in and like realized like it doesn't feel the heaviness that's normally there right and and I think it takes for someone to be connected to realize that because sometimes once there's a heaviness always there the body just gets so accustomed and and habitual you know that some it, it takes time to like rewire a few things for us I feel like to connect with ourselves more deeply right and I think um that point you made about you have to be connected because I'm sure there are many people who still aren't um making time to feel like right to just be in this moment because that's really hard too like if you're allowing yourself to simply be in this moment and and notice the changes that are happening notice that it's not as polluted outside wherever you are or noticing that people aren't you don't get to see as many people as often that could be really difficult so I imagine some people too running from the slowing down I can like that yeah I can imagine that happening and finding some ways to stay engaged because there's tons of virtual things to do right now you can have every hour <laughs> like <laughs> packed with some kind of virtual party or some kind of virtual workout or um so yeah I think that's interesting like if you want to stay busy I think there's a way mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's true yeah so then how do you how do you think this time will impact our socialization? Just out of curiosity. I know. And it's funny because I feel like I've not allowed myself a lot of time to think about that. And people, people bring it up, of course. Uh, I, well, just by going outside, like this morning, I, I see like how nervous people are to be around each other. Right. And I, I know that'll have lasting effects. And prior to the quarantine, at least in California or in the Bay, um, I remember people slowly being a little less like, like not shaking hands, right? Like that's a huge, which I'm fine with. I'm like, that's cool. We don't have to shake hands. Like, let's just say, hey, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. like things like that or not. I feel like in some way, some people may be like that, like people who are more anxious, right? Like that'll just last longer and people the trauma that's happening for people because it, it's, it is traumatic. And depending on what's happening in their lives, like some people have lost their loved ones, um, not just to Corona, but just other life stuff happening. For sure. And yeah. um, if it, if you're in New York, that's a totally different experience than like where I am in Oakland. And it's pretty like my life has been not as affected um, as some other people's. And then, so yeah, the hint, I, I'm a fan of being more clean. Like, I think it's great that people are being told to wash their hands <laughs> more frequently. Like, yes. Like, how about that's always a thing? And yeah. also, yes, all, like, always clean your homes. That's a, that's a great idea just for health. Yeah. And that's, can we, okay, just side note, hygiene is important for health. Like, <laughs> like yeah, take care of yourself in that way, too. That's a part of being healthy. Um, yeah. But then there's also, like, this thing where that's happening, I feel like, where it's like taking away some of the nonsense where like, like I love that you and I have been able to connect in the way that we have. That's been beautiful. And like the connections that I've been able to have with other people, cause it's just like the wanting to come together. So I feel like mm -hmm. there's just like, there's, yeah, there's like a, this spectrum and like people are probably going to, it's pretty extreme, but like that's how I'm seeing right now where people are just feeling really anxious about it. And they're going to be that way for a while, depending on what's going on in their lives. And other people are just like, yes like I've connected with all these beautiful people and I'm, doing things and I'm feeling like I've been able to be creative and yeah yeah what do you think what's your what do you think I um I'm a huge germaphobe so I agree like with you <laughs> that I I'm like great I'm I'm really happy that people are just being more conscious about where they're placing their hands and touching their face and I, I think that's something that we should all be aware of Mm -hmm. um I'm also like like being like a bio nerd and a little bit concerned about like the super bugs that might r arise from like mm -hmm. all the hand sanitizer and all you know all the times we wash our hands and things like that so yeah. you know just have some concerns around that and and I agree with you I think that there's 
for me, it's been a beautiful way to connect with people. Like, like how else like would you and I have connected maybe right. at an event in person, but that would have been who knows when, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do love that the slowdown has invited this way of connecting people. And um, it's been, it's been so beautiful. I've, I'm connecting with people that I normally have not. I've also been doing online yoga classes, which I've never done ever. And that was like a learning curve and, you know, getting comfortable with that because I'm such a people person and I love connecting in person. Like connecting digitally is something new for me. And it's honestly something that I, I've really not done um, right. because I'm just like, no, I love like the human connections that I've kind right. of just, you know, like yeah. fell off of like the virtual connection. But now I'm realizing like why, why so many people do FaceTime with each other and, um, you know, like seeing like why Facebook, uh, Facebook stories or, um, IG stories take off because people like to have that video connection. <clears throat> it's more interactive. Yeah. So it's, that's opened up my eyes to that form of connection. Cause it's something that I wasn't too, too comfortable with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also interested to see how people like you said it we could easily be bogged down by like calling our friends and and talking to people and taking all these virtual classes and these dance parties or doing an online course there are other ways to kind of be to just stay under the radar and not really Mm -hmm. focus on your attention you know there there are there's still outlets for that there's not as many Right. right. <laughs> but there there are still outlets and so with that in mind, um I hope that the work that I do just reminds people to tap in and you know, it's such a unique time and place where it's not just my world has stopped or my world has slowed down, your world has slowed down. This is the entire world right. around us has slowed down and you know, I like to think of it as an opportunity that the universe or or God, whichever people want to call it, is giving us. And what do what do we want to do with that time? How do we want to show up? You know, and, yeah. and who do we want to be once mm-hmm. life gets back to what that new normal looks like? You know, right. and I'm hoping that the work that that we get to do invites people to step into that. Yeah, same and. Um, I don't know if I shared this with you, maybe the first time we talked, but maybe I didn't. There was this one morning where, you know, I have some mornings where I'm feeling very like sensitive or connect, whatever. I don't know what to call it. Connected or just like attuned to my environment. Mm -hmm. And I was, what did I do? I was looking up like Apple music and they had like different playlists for like, just like being at home. I was going outside to run and I like I'm going and I Michael Jackson's song Earth Song came on do you remember that song Earth Earth Song I think that's what it's called listen to it (laughs) and I just felt so it was super emotional like because he's talking about like at least from what I remember from all the emotions I was feeling it's just you know like paying attention to our world and what we're doing to it and mm. and when we talk about the importance of connecting with nature and we talk about the importance of slowing down and how your mom is noticing like, oh, it can be this beautiful in New York too. Like the air quality mm-hmm. can be way better. And um, y- yeah, I think that it's a beautiful thing if most of us at least are able to like slow down and be like, wait, what have I been doing to take care of this place that supports me, my environment that takes care of me? And then what am I doing for myself to take care of me? Like for this, all this free time that we have, it's so easy to do things like, like eat a ton, which, oh my goodness, when this first started, even though I've been doing, you know, work on my own, something happened where I, when I knew that other people were also at home, (laughs) it's like, wait, it's a party. And um, I was eating like all the time, like just, like my body, like I didn't need it, and right, like yeah. not treating food as what it's meant to be, which is fuel for our bodies. It was, I was just like, uh, like eating a bunch of stuff, or like 
if it's drinking, whatever your thing is, where you feel good, it's your treats or whatever, but like not falling into that so much. I think that's really easy to do during this time as well. So um, I don't, Tiffany, I don't know. I just am talking about all the things. I don't know. If <laughs> I'm like in every direction right now. <laughs> no, you're fine, girl. You're fine. And I feel like that's like, I feel like that's like the um, epitome of flow, right? Like mm. when you're just like, flowing and like you're going and and like you're just you're speaking from the heart i'm telling yeah i'm telling you all the things that are coming up right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think that's so much like for all of us right there's so many things that are coming up like i've been noticing um i feel that i've been noticing you know how much more i'm connecting with my family and like we talked Mm -hmm. about with friends and Mm -hmm. also too how my my eating habits have changed Mm. Um, I was prior to Corona, I was eating meat once, one to two times a week. And given like the situation at the supermarket and what's available, I've actually started eating more meat again. Mm. And, um, it's, it's just interesting. And it's like, you know, I'm still conscious of the amount of meat I eat and like, you know, making sure that not all three meals in the day have meat in them. Right. But realizing that there's a shift in that and that wasn't my intention like I wasn't intended intending to pick that habit up again because I was noticing how eating a bit more plant-based felt better in my body right but now it's kind of I'm not sure because now the supermarkets are are better stocked and now they do have produce right so now I'm, I'm just trying to find ways to kind of slowly transition back when when it feels right in my body yeah I like that you said when it feels right in my body um because that can become a pressure thing too where you're like oh but I have to hurry up and get back to this and I'm not you know it could yeah that could not feel good but yeah I'm I'm a fan of the um I feel like I've had the opposite experience where when I've gone to the store here uh I've just gone to the produce section <laughs> because it felt easier I was like Mm. great I'll just go here and then I've I've been able to be a little bit more creative because I uh just grabbed some stuff that I never usually eat like I I grabbed like rainbow chard and I was like well what am I gonna do with this (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah like it became it became fun actually but that's interesting too like this idea of like using what's your what's available right like Mm -hmm. and um just I'm thinking back to like our environment and how we use what's in our environment if it's the people if it's like all these different influences that we have like down to our food and how that all is related to how we feel and I yeah I just really appreciate how you said like when you're ready to change it as opposed to like putting this urgency on it and then feeling bad about it or feeling some sense of shame about it or yeah yeah and and it's funny too because usually I do go down that road of like well you should be doing this and you should be doing that like to myself yeah and this has been different like this has just been you know like okay you're slowly transitioning to this way and then you know when you're ready you'll move to the other way it's it's really interesting of not putting it in categories of good or bad um but my one of my friends, uh, he he uh, works closely with Preston Smiles, and he talks about is it effective or ineffective. And so, me realizing, you know, is me eating meat effective to what I want to do, like in regards to movement, the things I want to get done throughout the day, or is it ineffective? And uh-huh. and that way. Isn't that cool? Yeah, like, that's told me better. That was a, like aha uh-huh moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, is that? Do you feel like that's the same as like? Is it serving me, or is it? Does it serve me? Right. Uh yeah, actually, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that's so funny because they say that in yoga all the time. Like, does this serve or does it not? And I think for me and maybe that could be like the corporate tip in me is like effective or ineffective like that landed differently here yeah in those in those in that those feels terms. different yeah right yeah it feels that feels more I don't it's not the word tangible but it's like more 
I get it. It packs a punch. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. It really does. And and I've actually been using like that mindset with with a number of different things that I've been doing, like not just eating, um, but just realizing, you know, with workouts. Like for me, it's been a little mm-hmm. bit more difficult to pick up strength training again, mm-hmm. and and like hit training and and all these other forms of movement. And so mm-hmm. because of that. Like, I just ask myself, is me sitting down effective or is it ineffective? That way, oh. right? Like, mm-hmm. that way it doesn't put the judgment of this is good or bad or, like, the shame around, oh, I should be doing X, Y, Z. It's like, right. no, is this in alignment, really, with with where I want to be and what's important to me? Right. How? What do you think has helped you to remember it? in the moments where you need it because I think for me it's I'm so I'm so down with this idea of like does it serve me or is this effective or ineffective right like I think that's very useful but in the moments mm-hmm. when I could really use <laughs> really use that way of thinking I it's easy to forget what do you think's been helpful for you that's a good question I think it's it's uh, having compassion and realizing you know, I didn't do it this time, but let me try again. Mm. And, and, and realizing that we have the opportunity, like this moment, we have it. And, and there's another moment as well. And, you know, every, I kind of think of this when I wake up in the morning, that every day I wake up is a new opportunity to try again. And it just reminds me that like, God, the universe hasn't given up on me. So why am I going to give up on myself? You know, like I'm awake. There's a, there's a reason why I'm awake. So, yeah. oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I th- and I feel like it's also easy for us to give other people so many chances and be so kind and to like in therapy we that's often will point. say yeah, and th- I think many therapists will say like how would you what would you say to your friend who was going through this or what you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um or even like for me, I know there's been people who aren't even, they're not, they've not been kind or it's not my friend, but I'm still like very understanding and taking into account like all the different things. And, but then when it comes to ourselves, I, I know for me, for sure, it's easy to just go to, well, why did you do that? As mm-hmm. opposed to this way of being like, okay, well, like I get to try it again. Like I get to like make a new decision. That's like exactly. beautiful to like, when you really understand that and you really internalize that like you get to make another choice we make so many choices every single moment yeah you get to do it again yeah yeah and that's the thing too it's like and it's having compassion for yourself with Mm -hmm. that and but i i do think it could sometimes be a slippery slope of like oh i'll just do it tomorrow Tomorrow." right like i got it tomorrow right like it's like finding the balance between (laughs) tomorrow and not giving yourself slack about it yeah, definitely. And I think that goes to like the point also of having things in your environment that help you to like stay stay on track. Like, is this aligned with what you want in your life with your values? Like, and not just people, because like right now, like some of us don't have, we're not around people. Um, but having things that like help remind you of where you want to be and and how you want to feel. If it's like, like, a, like, something I really like in my home is like having my plants around like that feels good and it reminds me of like just being in nature and also just like how I want to feel like this vibrant plant these vibrant plants that I have or like if you have a cup that says something you really like on it or you have Mm -hmm. you know making time to talk with your friends who like are doing some stuff that you really think is like dope and you're it just helps inspire you exactly Exactly mm-hmm. that, and like when you talk about environment, I was also thinking of um, some of my friends. Like we've done workouts together, you mm-hmm. know, and it's been so fun that like my friends from New York or my friends from Arizona or you know different parts of California that we're able to like see each other and like experience this this workout together, this workshop together, like whatever it is. That's been really really cool, and yeah. um. Another thing I thought about too with environment is um is post-its. So like I have this on my desk. I don't know if you guys can explain it. What does it say? What do you but it says oh. what what is already thriving, you uh-huh. know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like all these like little beautiful reminders, 
you know, whether it's through people that can hold us accountable and, and um, remind us to show up. And mm -hmm. then these, you know, little posts everywhere to help you assess your self-talk. Like that was a really big part of my journey when I first began. It was um, post-its and I would do index cards. Like if I saw like a, a fun quote that really resonated with me on Instagram, I would write it out. And I, I still have like this box full of index cards and I would randomly pull them out and I would place it on my mirror or I would place it somewhere where I can see it. And mm -hmm. that that really helped me assess my where my where my mindset was and it just like was like a was kind of like a trigger of like okay check in this like where, where are your thoughts right now mm -hmm. yeah and I um that reminded me of this group called beautiful chorus have you heard their music no so just speaking of the power of affirmations the words we write the words we say the words we think um mm. one of the yoga instructors here was playing this song uh, during, like, it was the end of yoga, at the end of that class, and I asked her later, I was like, oh, what is this? And she, yeah, it's a beautiful chorus, and it has these different affirmations and with different music behind it, and they're singing it, and it's so amazing. I, um, after she shared it with me, I, it was the week of my last exam to get licensed in California, okay. and I was, um, praying that I was going to pass and like trying to like wrap up the studying and all that. And every day that week, I just sat with the music, just like I would just sit and like sometimes like with uh, candles or whatever, but like low lighting and maybe even like my oil diffuser on and listen to this music. And it was, there's one that I really like that says I am enough or there's mm. one I am connected or like I am brave, but just, that is so powerful because then later after I'm listening to this and everything, I'm just like out going for a walk or I'm doing whatever and I'm humming it and I'm singing it. And oh, I wow. think we, yeah, I think we often, we forget how powerful that is. Like, cause we can be singing like, cause I love hip hop. I love R and B, all that. I love different kinds of music, but especially hip hop and R and B. And there's like, we forget how like the lyrics can play out in our lives or mm. the TV shows are watching and like how it's stuck in your head and you're replaying it. And I think yeah. that listening to that music and having it come up again, um, reminding you that like, oh damn, like, yeah, this is, this is powerful. Like the stuff that we say to ourselves is so powerful. And ever since then, it's changed how I talk to myself. It's changed mm. like, because it's, it's so easy to be hard on ourselves, especially like if you're um, someone who's like strived for this like higher education and striving to, you know, like have this certain thing. It's easy to be mm -hmm. like, yeah, very hard on ourselves. So yeah, it's changed just like how I, I, I feel like how I view myself too. So just mm. speaking to the power of like writing the things out, I think that's huge. And I, I used to share that a lot with people I've worked with, like different like clients, patients, but, and you know, just saying like, yeah, write down your affirmations, say your affirmations. And now I'm like living it. And I'm like, no, this is real. It's a real thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It helps. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's so beautiful to be on the other side of that and let people know, like I used to be there and this is what's helped me along my journey. And and then I feel like also reiterating to people, it's like, you know, we don't know it all and we're still figuring things yeah. out, but this is like what I figured out so far that's been helpful for me. Right. Like, I hope it serves you, you know, yeah. how, whatever capacity that is. Right. And also like acknowledging that some days, like it's harder or some days I forget what, you know, like some days it's easier to wake up and be like, this is beautiful. I have another chance to choose or like, I feel like I am magic. I am a beautiful person, all that. And the other days I'm like, you know, so it's, but it's yeah. also, it's different though, because then you, for me, I've, I noticed when I'm more like, okay, well you can, you can turn that around. Like you're good court. Like, come on, let's get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Courtney, there's like certain things in place in your foundation that have, allowed you to kind of like pivot your mindset or like pivot your energy towards things mm, so like for those moments when I'm not feeling too good to like turn it yeah around. do you feel like there's like a practice that you've incorporated or something 
um, within your foundation that allows you, or that's given, helped given you a foundation that's allowed you to, to kind of catch that when it happens and, and be able to look at life from a different perspective. Yeah, I love that question. It does. I think the reason why I'm looking like this and taking a minute is because I have to actually think about it because I don't think Mm. I've asked myself really in that way. Um, Probably because I've been so focused lately on talking about like how I was introduced to yoga and that's changed my life and, you know, learning about crystals and like different in diet and all that. But I think if I go back in my memory, what comes up is um, the people in my life, like my family, who has always, on some level, like, of course, my family's not perfect, but on some level has always let me know that I am capable and that I have something to give to this world and that I... um, Mm. And like, not only that, but like, also that I'm special, as as mm. cheesy as that sounds, like I felt yeah. that for my family, for sure, especially for my parents, I felt that. And, and almost, <laughs> I talk about this with my friends sometimes, like, almost to the extent that it could, it could come across as like, no, I don't think it comes across in a bad way. But I am mad, like, with me, the way that I think and the way that I feel I'm, the things I'm able, I'm capable of doing, that might seem a little bit, like, lofty or, like, striving for too much. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like in my world, I was told that if I want to do a thing, then I can do a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Do that thing that I want to do. And I understand. And, like, and being realistic about it, too, I understand, like, for people there, for all of us, we have different barriers. Um, life comes up, all of that. And even life, life has come up a lot. <laughs> but even with that, like, what I'm speaking to is faith. That's what it is. Like, mm. despite everything, yeah, I've, there's always faith. Like, that's just, I feel like that's been in me and, and it yeah. was nurtured by my, by my people. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you I for helping that. me get there. I was like, what am I trying to say? What? No, you're fine. I'm just like a soundboard girl. Like you got it all in there. I think. And that's what I love. Like, you know, earlier we were talking about our environment and our environment definitely, I feel like has to do with, um, like you mentioned, like the food that we eat, our, mm-hmm. <clears throat> our self-talk, the people we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I love having these conversations is because, Sometimes my friends, you know, like you said, um, like we talked about effective or ineffective and does this serve you? Does it not? Right. Like right. you just said that. And it just, it, I felt like a different relationship to it than, um, than what my friend was saying regarding effective and ineffective. And I'm like, but you brought to life that it's the same thing, right. you know, like, yeah. and so that's why I love having these conversations where we can kind of help each other see or experience life differently just through through talk you know right just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like just saying like what's top of mind and like having a conversation about it and connecting with our thoughts and the things that come up because one of my really good friends matrix um says that you're just one moment away from from changing your life you're just one moment away of shifting your experience of life and that's why I do believe that self-development is so important because you you know you're you're constantly on this wheel of of progression and the next unfolding and who knows when you'll start experiencing life differently and Mm. and it's it's about you know just being being in in and I feel like when I say this, it sounds like very cliche, but it's about like being in the work. Yeah. And, and even when it's uncomfortable and even when yeah. you want to be done, like that's, I feel like that's the hardest part. Like even with, for people who like to meditate or are considering it or whatever, I, the hardest part of meditation and like thinking of it in like the, the, um, the way that most people think of it, it's like sitting down, right. And being still. Which yeah. I, not the only way to meditate, but just I, that's how I've 
been practicing it and for the most part and I find myself in those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going into this and I'm doing, I'm judging it, right? I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm doing good. It's great. Uh-huh. And then while I'm in it, getting uncomfortable and then wanting to get out of it. Like, okay, it's, all, it's almost over. Okay, the, I, at least I sat down, I did it, I'm done. Um, yeah. Like at least I, like I had the intention and I did it for like a few minutes, so I'm good. And I, th- yeah, and I'm imagining <laughs> when I take the time to actually do it for the amount of time that I, that I wanted to and that I planned for myself and the, the time I've given myself for that activity in my day, it will, it'll be a different experience. Like, and I even, like, logically, that's, that's how I'm thinking about it. But then when I'm in the thing, in the, in yeah. the meditation, it's like, uh, I'd rather go do something and move around. Um, so I think that's a yeah that's a beautiful point is that like that the self-development and the like sticking with it even when it doesn't feel good is huge and just another point I want to share is that I um running is really good for that if if anyone's into running or if I don't know are you into running at all not really no a lot of people aren't understandably I'm not really either but I started to run for this whole quarantine thing okay Um, and I started, did I already talk to you about this? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. I started this running plan. Okay. Backstory. Last year, mm-hmm. I had had some issues with my foot to the point where I couldn't, with both feet at different times, to the point where I couldn't okay. walk for like, I couldn't walk for like a while. Uh, I feel like it was going on for like a month where okay. I had to just like hop around on crutches and, um, Oh, and wow. anyway, like I went to the doctor, it was not a great experience. It, I didn't feel heard, which many people don't. And I didn't know what it was, but I ended up like, figure, like just doing, trying out different things and like it healed, whatever. And also I did some sports in college. So I, um, I was like, okay, maybe it's because of this. And you know, it's just my body is tired and I've been working out too much, whatever. So I like this time last year, couldn't even walk really Mm -hmm. like I had to like it was like off and on so this this um this year comes and I'm like okay well I can I'm like walking like a few miles like that's pretty good like which was difficult and then I was like well let's see if I can jog like maybe I can do that and so I started to jog and then I started to um use like the Nike running app and I I'm like going and I'm like, I'm, it's going well. Like I, like I'm still doing, I'm still doing this running plan and I've run more than I ever have in my life. Oh wow! Um, But as I'm, as you're running, especially if you're not someone who's like, Oh, running's great, which I don't know who feels that way all the time. I think (laughs) even if you're really good, I think you also have moments where you're like, this is horrible. But um, (laughs) yeah, like as you're in it and you're really uncomfortable and you're tired and your body's like, can I just stop? It's incredible to know, like when you keep going and you finish the run, it's like, oh, I did that. Like that was yeah. me who did that. And even and it doesn't have to be running. It's just that's what came up for in my, you know, that's what's happening in my life right now. But anything that challenges you in a way where you're like, I want to stop now, but you know you yeah. can keep going, yeah. it translates so well to other to other life stuff. Yeah, that's that's really true. My um, I was been taking this course it's called self-cultivation and, and it's with one of my teachers and he talks about like our thoughts and like you know saying does this thought serve me right now you mm-hmm. know and, and when you said that I was thinking of strength training and mm-hmm. sometimes I think about like oh this workout's gonna suck or like you know it's gonna be tough and it's like you know does that thought serve me right now right but the the after effect of like moving and like engaging my body and like really challenging myself like that feels so rewarding. And it's like, does that thought serve me? And it's like, yes, it does. You know? Right. Yeah. And does it oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, actually just saying that out loud makes me think of like if this is this effective or ineffective. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like having both to go to. Cause it I yeah. feel like it, it's it feels different depending on what you're doing mm-hmm. or what you're or what you're like questioning. Yeah. I had a conversation earlier today and I was complaining about doing this run before I even started. Yeah. And um, I was telling my friend, oh, 
it would be way it'd be so much more fun if you were coming and he's like oh yeah but would you because i often complain with he's you know there's certain people who you know will be more receptive to your complaints than yeah others. Mm-hmm, for sure <laughs> he's, he's one of the people who's more like are you like he'll check are you good you know and yeah like, yeah but would you would you complain though the whole time and i'm like no because there's that's not the time to complain like and he's like oh so there's a, oh there's a time there's like a time yeah. and a place so yeah. it's because it, I was joking, but not like, because I know <laughs> I don't have the, and if I'm doing something like running, I don't have the energy to also complain. So it's funny. I don't, I don't know that. I just think it's funny that I had already worked that out in my mind. Like, no, I wouldn't complain then. Like maybe I'll complain about something after it, <laughs> 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 which isn't effective. No, I don't know. Yeah. What, can complaining ever be effective? I don't know that. For like for your just immense for your well being like maybe yeah. you get what you want in some sense like if you complain enough to another person but it doesn't yeah. feel good to do it yeah exactly like um, Michael Beckwith says that you know we can we can vent to others and let them know what we're experiencing but mm-hmm. once we go from that and we keep mentioning it again and again and again because like now you're just you know like you're you're putting in a request. You know, like, like now you're just kind of inviting this into your life, inviting whatever it is that you're, you're complaining about more and more because you're saying it and you're telling the story over and over again right. versus like venting, let, letting it go yeah. and say, you know, that will be done, whatever that looks like. Mm, yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's, I, that brings me to just like the idea of intention too, because I think it's easy for us just as people to, vent about something and then it turns into some other thing like it turns into gossip and then you're Mm -hmm. before you know you're talking about some person and as I've gotten older I've definitely I'm better with that like I'm like I don't that that doesn't feel good either like why would I I don't want to talk bad about anybody no thank you doesn't feel good yeah I want it yeah Um, agree and it's not a good use of time (laughs) like it doesn't (laughs) like what is that doing that doesn't serve us Um, yeah right (laughs) yeah like yeah so yeah that just that's something that I think when I asked you you know like how are you able to remember being like that question of ineffective versus effective that's something I'm good with when it comes to gossip I'm able to catch my it's maybe because I've been practicing it more um but catch myself I'm like well I don't want to be a part of that so like, yeah no thing and being able to say like no no I gotta go or like you know like I don't I don't really want to talk about this and, and yeah I, and not feeling bad about it either so right that's, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true what do you what do you think about you know if you're talking about things that serve us and don't serve us what do you think about mental health nowadays like I I feel that as I scroll through my Instagram, a lot of things that come up on, on my feed, and it could be because my feed is more around like yoga and wellness, right? And just, mm-hmm. you know, topics associated with that. I've been noticing more posts around mental health. Right. Um, no, that's definitely not just your feed. I, <laughs> um, I, I had a strong reaction to this as, as, therapy mental health has have become like I always say like sexier topics right like people want to talk about this more it's kind of it seems like it's become kind of cool um Mm -hmm. it's more normalized (sighs) yeah I I, as this as I've seen this happen and I've seen how it's um how people talk about it how there's a lot of misinformation too I've definitely been like that's yeah it doesn't it's not cool to see as someone who's you know spent a significant part of their life studying things related to mental health um I think it's a beautiful thing that it's not it's not looked upon as much as you know someone's crazy if they go to therapy like thank god Mm -hmm. for that because human connection is important and if that's a way that you're able to connect with a person and feel um feel understood to feel like you have a place to go to that's a beautiful thing and I yes I am here for that um the part that bothers me is 
when the misinformation part and the part that's not really taking into account the makeup of the mental health field too like um not everyone is going to go to therapy because even if they want to because of money because of you know like a lack of insurance because and if they do like 80 i think it's like 86 percent of i'm and this is specific to psychology 86 percent of psychologists are white and um not to say that you have to have a therapist psychologist who's the same race as you but to say that that matters because it influences the culture of the field the culture of the work and i think it's important for people to have information about what they're getting into because you're going to be spending your money or your insurance maybe it's not your money maybe it's your insurance but it's your time it's your you're sharing part of your life with parts of your life with someone who um you know you're trusting with that and you're trusting that they're going to support you and help you to get closer to where you want to be in your life Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think there's like a lot of people don't know a lot of their options when it comes to mental health related things and that can lead to people quickly being on medication um Mm. because just not understanding like well there are other things you can do as well but if you're going to psychiatrists and then they are like well this will help you feel better we want to feel better right like understandable and if you think if you don't understand how that can affect your body long term then you're you know it's a a doctor like it's supposed they're telling you the right thing to do Um, yeah so yeah i think i have some some sensitivity to how mental health is portrayed right now just like in in mainstream american culture because of yeah people don't have the information they need to choose wisely i think and thoughtfully Mm -hmm. and in a way that's going to work best for them um especially if you're if you're um a racial ethnic minority and yeah and i do want to say like other disciplines i don't know what their makeup looks like in terms of like race and all that so if it's like a social worker or a marriage and family therapist or um but yeah it's a weird it feels weird right now honestly because I feel like everyone talks about mental health now mm-hmm. so that's why yeah I'm with it. and and just just for like all of us to have a little bit more knowledge like what would you say is the difference between a psychologist and a therapist and a psychiatrist Mm, yeah break those down for us yeah definitely so a therapist is just like a term for you it can be someone from different um different disciplines so like I'm a psychologist but I can also be called a therapist a therapist can also be a social worker a therapist can be um a marriage and family therapist a therapist can be a drug and alcohol counselor but but um yeah so different trainings under that like let's think of it as like an umbrella term of therapist Mm -hmm. but then you've gone to school for different things so like like psychologists have their doctorate their doctorate degree that's yeah and are known for like the thing that separates psychologists from other disciplines is um doing being able to do psychological testing that's like the the most well-known thing um and then psychiatrists go to medical school and they typically have less training related to um, related to clinical practice, so related to therapy. They usually okay. have less training when it comes to therapy and are more familiar with medication. So that's why, for oh, the most okay. part, yeah, for the most part, you'll see psychiatrists. They'll have like a long waiting list, and when you do meet with them, it'll be like a quick fifteen minute thing because they're just gonna like what are your symptoms here's what can treat that so it's like a like here's the medication and there are, I've met some like amazing psychiatrists too who are able to do some they understand the therapy side of it but generally no they just do like the medication piece okay and like man it like help like helping you to manage that and making sure you're good with your medication so psychologists do not prescribe medication okay okay yeah Wow, that was that was really helpful. I had no idea um, of of those differences, and I think I think what you said just a few moments ago really resonates. You know, it's just about educating ourselves of the resources that are out there and what the differences are. Um, it's just it's something that I haven't um, prior to this conversation didn't know that about. Which I guess I also could have like researched it more, but um, 
but it's I love that like you know sometimes like ha- through having a conversation mm-hmm. with people you know that that commits a, a bit more into memory sometimes than reading something off of a book or like a website, definitely right? definitely and it can feel overwhelming because if you're trying to figure out like you're researching different like disciplines within uh, I no because you know you don't no one really wants to do that yeah um, yeah so yeah and thanks for asking the question because we I also don't have I don't talk about this much like the um you know how mental health has become more of an, a hot topic and it's nice to have this conversation and really like think through it and not just like it's not just about having posts on social media like people really there are a lot of people who aren't doing well and I, I've been really aware of that since this quarantine just being outside and there being more people around, uh, like as if I'm just walking, who are like talking to themselves and um, things like that. And even maybe not to that, in that, maybe it's not talking to themselves, but in other ways, like with depression and anxiety or just, you know, feeling like you're by yourself. And yeah, so it's so much deeper than the, than the posts or the, you know, like therapy is cool. So I like to share a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And one of um, the last questions that comes to mind for me is, how do you think put in put in black can contribute to to the mental health community, or or mm-hmm. what you know? How is that? How would you like it to be received? Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, well, first I want to say that put in black is absolutely created with black communities in mind because of, you know, disproportionate um, health outcomes, poor health outcomes in our country. And Mm -hmm. it's for everyone. Like I want, I believe in people having access to health information. So that's important to me, regardless of race. Um, And I really want it to be received as like a place where people can go online (laughs) and, um, know that it's quality information, know that it's a community and that if you have a question or you have like, if you need more information, there's someone in this, on that platform that you're going to be able to connect with to get Mm -hmm. you to the information that you're seeking. Like if it's finding a therapist, like, okay, well, here are some places that you can go to look for a therapist, like understanding that, um, that you can like first go to your ins- your insurance company, call them, see if they have a provider for you, then research the f- provider on psychology today, things like that. Um, and I plan to share that more that information more like through doing things like this, like podcasts and then giving talks and um, just collaborating with different people. And um, as far as the contributors, so the people who are just giving me so much love and support by sharing their knowledge, um, including you, Tiffany. Thank you. Yes. Um, yes um just yeah so right now that'll be in the form of articles so like quick reads so that people can just like like okay like let me check this out oh I didn't know this about I didn't know this about like essential oils or I didn't know this about women's reproductive health or I didn't know this about oh I can just do this when it comes to therapy or I can do this like like simple things that you want to know about um and then knowing that you can like look more into whoever the contributor is and you can follow them on Instagram or look, check out their website. So yeah, it's all about just understanding that there are people, there are health providers who care about people and want, are here and want to support, want mm. to give the information and that we're in this together. Like we all, the health providers too, we all need support and we all need love and we all need information to live our healthiest lives so that's what putting black is all about i love that i love that i love that courtney yeah i like that too that was good that last part yeah it really was i'm like drop the mic on that one i'm like she said it's the last question so yeah no that's so beautiful and i think why a beautiful way for us um to you know kind of end on this specific conversation is equality you know like you mentioned that from the beginning that you wanted to make the information accessible to people Mm -hmm. and you wanted to kind of bridge that gap between you know clinicians and the medical world and and their Mm -hmm. patients Mm 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's and your you studying this content and sharing it with with um, with everyone mm-hmm. and and specifically um, helping to bridge that gap amongst minorities is beautiful. And and also too, you know, saying that it's it and it is for everyone. Yes. You know. Yeah. And that definitely. just reemphasizes the equality. Yes, and I'm um, yeah, I'm definitely intentional about that point because I, in the beginning of creating this, I got some feedback about how it was received in terms of like, oh, it's only for Black people, and that this mm-hmm. would create further division. But I, I definitely, I make no apologies about being intentional about letting Black communities know that they're cared for and that like this is a place where they can go to um, to read stuff that's relevant to them in their lives. And, um, but I also want, yeah, it's important that we collaborate together regardless of race, ethnicity, what we believe, all that. Like if there's information out there that can help us feel better and to live lives that we want to live, then like let's come together and like put it out into the world. So That's right. Yeah. That's right. And like the community aspect of it is really cool too. That yeah. way, have so many people from different walks of life. Yeah, and there are some, there are like, I'm sorry, I interrupted you because I got excited, but there are like cool ass people doing, like the things that people are doing, I'm like, oh, wow, and they want to be a part of it and they want people to, you know, um, know what they know. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so it's been, it's, I'm excited to see what's to come because this is just like literally the beginning. It hasn't even launched yet. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. Me too, girl. I'm excited to be part <laughs> of like the start of like this beautiful journey with you. Yay. So me dope. too. Yes. <laughs> and you'll get to see the other people on there too. who Just like like-minded, beautiful, creative, talented. It's all good. So good. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Courtney. Thank, thank you for taking you. your time out to share your practice with us. Thank you. Hey, and if you want to follow me throughout my LA adventures, check me out at Curl Crush Yoga on Instagram. This podcast is brought to you by Bold and Resolute. Visit us at boldandresolute.com to see what we're up to. Be bold enough to tell the truth of what you want in life and resolute to see it through regardless of circumstances.